For WPMT, this is Richie Owens. There are a few better ways to spend your time during the warm summer months than to spend time by the pool. You get to sit outside under the warm sun, and if you get too warm, you can take a dip in the cool water. You get to simultaneously relax and exercise. At a pool, you can play games, get a tan, chat with friends, show off your jumps, and, well, also you can flop. On your belly or on your back, a flop is one of the most painful things a person can experience at a pool, second only, maybe, to sunburn. In most instances, a flop is an accident. You try and look cool by doing a flip, but it's all for naught if your stomach or back slap that water. And believe it or not, there are people out there who flop on purpose. Now this brings us to Max Bialystok and Leo Bloom. Now these two men aren't at a pool, but they do know a thing or two about a purposeful flop. You see, Max is a playwright and Leo is an accountant. After a failed production, Leo, who was going over Max's books, found that it was possible to make money if you had a play that flops. Mm. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm. Yes, it's quite possible. If he were certain that the show would fail, a man could make a fortune. Yes? Yes, what? What you were saying. Keep talking. What was I saying? You were saying that under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Yes, it's quite possible. You keep saying that, but you don't tell me how. How can a producer make more money with a flop than he could with a hit? Well, it's simply a matter of creative accounting. Let's assume, just for the moment, that you are a dishonest man. Assume away. Basically, they found out if you can get people to invest in a project, they expect to make a profit off of their investment. But if there's no profit, the producers of the play can just pocket the extra expenses of the show. It's kind of brilliant, but it's more than kind of illegal. But how do you make sure something is going to be a flop? That's their question, and... Well... This is where a man named Franz Liebkin comes in. Franz is um, Fran well, Franz is also a playwright, uh, a terrible, terrible playwright. Hitler, yeah, was a painter. He could paint an entire apartment in one afternoon, two coats. Oh, and he's a Nazi. I uh, should have mentioned that part sooner, probably. Anyways, when searching for the perfect flop play in a never-ending pile of mediocrity, a light of garbageness shone. A musical by the Nazi Franz Liebkin called, and catch this, Springtime for Hitler. As if a musical that celebrates the most heinous man in history wasn't enough, Max and Leo tried to ensure the failure of this musical by hiring a terrible director named Roger Debris. Ah, Mrs. Bialystok and Bloom, I presume. <laughs> Forgive the pun. <laughs> What pun? Shut up, he thinks he's witty. And the icing on the cake? A terrible... actor? I guess he's an actor. A guy who goes by the name LSD. And actually, this is a clip from his audition. Love power, I'm talking about love power, the power of a sweet flower, 
Pretty bad, right? So they have a terrible director, they have a half-actor hippie guy, and they have a musical written by a Nazi. This thing is guaranteed to fail, right? What you're hearing right now is the crowd at Springtime for Hitler, uh, including the opening number, reacting appropriately with disgust. But then, something unbelievable happens. The crowd starts to think it's a comedy. I'll leave you. I'll leave you, baby. I'll leave you. Now leave me alone. <laughs> Harry, he's funny. Hey, no, <laughs> The perfect storm of having a bad director, a bad actor, and a Nazi writer made the crowd think that this play was a satire, as opposed to a genuine love letter from a Nazi to his Fuhrer. I think this speaks to something more about art as a whole. Max and Leo wanted and planned for people to hate their musical. They took every step it take to make sure the thing would fail. They hired the literal worst people for the job. They tried to fail, but that's the thing about failing. An attempt to fail on purpose will never truly yield the failure you're looking for. The best way to actually fail at something is to try your best and have the people decide whether it should have failed or not. So actually, in a weird way, Max Bielstuk and Leo Bloom failed at failing and winded up with a mess of a success. And now it's springtime for Hitler and Germany. Please make this is produced today by Richie Owens. People who put our program together are Spencer Blair and Hobart Thompson. Special thanks today to the film The Producers, rent on Amazon, iTunes, or wherever you find your movies nowadays. It's also streaming over at Filmstruck, the best streaming service in the world. A special thanks today to the YouTube channels Vectors Bearings, Wasabi, and GenGene70. Our websites are the Machine Culture Collective and CoolContent.Cool, where you can find all of our previous full and mini episodes. Please Make This is brought to you today by Public Radio PMT. A special thanks to our co-founders Spencer Blair and Hobart Thompson, who, when I asked them if they loved me while they were watching a movie. They said, Man, I'll leave you. I'll leave you, baby. I'll leave you. Now leave me alone. <laughs> I'm Richie Owens. Back next week with a full episode of Please Make This. Don't be stupid. Be a smarty. Come and join the Nazi party. has been brought to you by Machine Culture. Cool content's that cool.